Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight we have a wonderful show planned for you. We are going to be continuing our back to school series and we're going to be discussing how to deal with social issues with kids in school. Last week we talked about kids in pre-K, kindergarten and elementary age and tonight we're going to talk about middle school, high school, preteen, teenage years and what they deal with. They deal with a whole different set of uh, social issues trying to get back into school and So we're going to discuss some of those things tonight and help you as parents uh, be able to help your children through those times, especially getting a good start off at the beginning of school. If you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already, text us 9 or 1-800-526-9698. We'll remind you of those numbers again a little bit later. And you know, I'm always happy to hear and share with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me, and I love to say I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. Everybody wants to be in love, have great kids, and the perfect home. But nobody wants to talk about how to get there. At Home with Debbie Rule is a safe place to get advice on how to fight fair or call 911. In-laws or outlaws. Who the heck are these kids and what do I do with them? Let's face it, modern family isn't all fairy tales. Because there are a few places that really explore the reality of relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly... At Home with Debbie Rule is a place where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and testimonies. I'm Debbie Rule. Join me every Sunday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule, a talk show about home, family, and relationships. At Home with Debbie Rule, right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Follow us at Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. I look forward to seeing you this weekend, Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. at Home with Debbie Rule. Well, welcome back, and here are Thoughts from Home. Only a few decades ago, the most common problems teens faced were finding a career path and starting a family. In fact, the world teenager wasn't even a thing until the 1920s. Today, however, teens are facing problems unique to our time. Many teens have common problems in the world today, and one of the most common problems teens deal with is acceptance. Even the most self-assured person struggles with acceptance from time to time. However, teens have it especially hard due to their lack of maturity and perspective. The best thing we can do is offer parental acceptance. A recent study published in the journal Plus One showed that there is a significant link between between children's psychological maladjustment and perceived paternal and maternal rejection. Help your teen feel accepted by assuring them of your unwavering love and guidance no matter what. 
Stress seems to be another issue teens face in school. The pressures teens face from school, parents, and peers can create ongoing patterns of stress, and it's imperative that we help them deal with life stresses in a few intentional ways. One could be helping them establish healthy boundaries, teaching them how to prioritize to simplify their life, or create a healthy, healthy, happy, safe environment at home. You know, perhaps more than one out of five teens are battling depression and anxiety. Some studies show it should be linked with social media. Either way, it's a crucial thing for parents to watch for and dangerous signs of depression and anxiety to look for in your child. Find a trustworthy doctor and consider therapy if your teen shows signs of ongoing or worsening symptoms. Unfortunately, youth today are faced with more than temptations than we have dreamed of before. Not only are they enticed by substances such as drugs and alcohol, often they're tempted to do self-harm. It's imperative in our world today that parents open their eyes to this issue. Even though it might be easier to ignore, we simply must be proactive. Sex, drugs, and violence have been part of a teen culture for many decades. However, it seems like kids are becoming dangerously desensitized. It's important to understand why kids do drugs and look at ways to stop to desensitizing towards violence and sex. Even with the anti-bullying programs today, the issue still remains in 2019. Teens everywhere are facing torment from their peers on a daily basis. It's important for parents to work closely with schools, clubs, and workplaces to ensure that they have an anti-bullying policy in place. Truly, we can take a stand against bullying. Our kids will thank us for it. One issue we may not want to address is sex. Although it's been a temptation for teenagers throughout history, the prevalence of dangerous sexual behaviors has exploded in the recent years. Communication is key for parents of teens. Although these are types of discussions that are uncomfortable, they are absolutely necessary. There seems to be a lot of confusion when it comes to respecting authority these days. Teens are seeing their favorite movie stars and sports figures controversially display anti-authority messages. Standing up for things you believe in and teaching respect are both very important. Parents have the primary responsibility in not only portraying respect, but also requiring it from their kids. Many teens today struggle with trust issues. Many of them don't feel like they can turn to a parent for advice, and this leaves teens extremely vulnerable. We can help them by encouraging them to talk to other adults that we trust. Point them in the direction of a counselor, a coach, a respectable friend. They need trustworthy mentors to guide them through these problems. It used to be that teens couldn't wait to find a job, get a car, build a life of their own. Today, however, teens seem to struggle with the motivation and the confidence to move forward. It could be due to the fact that teens have been more reclusive in their viral worlds, or it may be that parents aren't as proactive in encouraging independence. Whatever the cause, we can motivate our teens and help them make important decisions regarding their future. Our teens today deal with many social issues. As parents, educators, and community leaders and members, we need to be aware of these issues. We need to help our teens learn how to overcome obstacles and learn what is acceptable and an unacceptable behavior, how to treat others and themselves with respect. Most of all, we need to be encouragers that they really can accomplish all that they set their mind to. With a hard work and discipline, the sky is the limit. This has been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned for more of At Home with Debbie Rule, where we talk about home, family, and relationships. We'll be right back.
The Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors that are helping them break the silence. Bob Moore Tires, Back on Your Feet Recovery, Brady Butane, Brady Feed and Fertilizer, Pioneer, and SS Hunting. If you or someone you know has been affected by family violence and or sexual assault in McCullough, Menard, or Mason Counties or the surrounding areas, please contact the Haven Hotline at 325-597-7644. That's 597-7644. Break the silence. Make the call. Do you have a wedding or a special event coming up? Esme's Cakes provides custom-designed wedding and groom's cakes as well as special occasion cakes. Their custom cakes are exquisite down to every detail, and your guest will be talking about your cake long after your event is over. Esme's Cakes only uses the finest ingredients and is always baked fresh. Esme's Cakes are made from scratch and decorated to be a reflection of you and your style. So when every detail matters, call Esme's Cakes for your wedding cake or special occasion cake. You'll get superb service, a beautiful cake that not only looks great, but tastes amazing. For your appointment, call Esme's Cakes at 512-629-6416 or visit their Facebook page at Esme's Cakes. Make your wedding or special event unforgettable with a special cake by Esme's Cakes, the unforgettable cake of your lifetime. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where tonight we're continuing our back-to-school series. We're talking about social issues in school and kids. Last week was uh, elementary age, pre-K, kindergarten as well. Now tonight we're going to talk about um, social issues that have to do with teens, pre-teens, middle school and high school. Totally different set of social issues. Some are the same, but some are very, very different in our older kids. And so tonight, joining me on the show is my wonderful husband. Hi, wonderful wife. <laughs> Who are you, wonderful uh, husband? Uh, last I checked, I'm Rudy Rule. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you with me tonight. I know that you and I, with parenting three kids, we've dealt with several uh, social issues throughout the years. And, um, you know, with each child, it's different. Maybe the same issue, but you know, children deal with things differently. Well, they sure do. And so we they, have. They come with their own personality. They and do. And you can try to make them what you want them to be, but they're going to be who they are. That's right. And we as parents need to be parents and help them through it. That's right. We also want to remind everybody that tonight we've got a $25 Walmart card that we're going to be giving away to help you. Get along with uh, your school shopping. We only have about a week left. I know that Meet the Teacher for Brady is tomorrow night in the middle school and uh, also at the elementary school. So uh, you've got about a week to get things together, and we want to help you with that. $25 to use at Walmart towards any of your back-to-school needs. So we'll be taking callers towards the end of the program. So if you're listening, you might be the lucky winner tonight of that $25 Walmart card. And no, Mr. Rule, you cannot win. Well, (laughs) 
So we don't need, even ask. We need to let our <laughs> listeners win anyway. Yes, so. yes. Well, you know, uh, as I said earlier, we're talking about social issues with uh, teenagers, and teenagers can be challenging for parents. They can just be challenging. You know, that's just a uh, a tough age. I don't think I would ever want to go back to my teen years. And so, um, and, and the, the things that the kids have to deal with today are totally different than what we ever dealt with. You know, you would think after a while we would figure out a way to prepare them for what they're about to go through, but we don't seem to be getting any better. Yeah. Well, you know, time changes and things change. I mean, look at our three kids and the different ages that they were. And, you know, our oldest to our youngest dealt with different things when they were in high school. Slightly different, some the same, but some were huge differences. You know, it's uh, shocking to realize that our youngest isn't even cool anymore with the high schoolers. She's so far beyond that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you lose touch quickly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, social media became a lot more popular by the time our youngest one was Mm -hmm. in school and then uh, when our first one was in high school. So, you know, one of the uh, biggest fears of our kids going back to school in middle school and high school, and I think probably maybe in elementary school, but not as much as in our teens is um, the fear of guns in school. Yeah. That is the number one fear uh, taken by a poll that children are most concerned with going back to school is uh, the fact that there is gun violence in schools today. Actually, it's not only in schools, but um, gun violence is the number one um concern for kids going back and wondering if they're going to be safe after they hear about all these shootings that are going around well that's where we as a society have failed our children Mm -hmm. to let them feel like they're safe when they go to school Mm -hmm. and you have different political parties demagoguing this issue and not dealing with the fact Mm -hmm. that we're not protecting our children you want to protect the children you go protect the children Mm -hmm. writing laws and making speeches and all of that demagoguery isn't protecting anyone. Right. Well, you know, we, um, we, we talk about gun violence being the number one fear of kids because that, you know, stems from that is the bullying, you know, the cyber bullying. A lot of these kids that have opened fired in schools are, some of them have been bullied Some of them uh, have mental health issues. I mean, there's a lot of issues that our teens face, and gun violence is a symptom of some of those. It's not really the issue, but it comes from the root issues that are going on in our schools with our kids. And we talked about bullying last week with our younger kids, and it's a terrible thing because kids are mean. And they say things, and you know, when they're younger, they're chasing them around the playground, saying it and saying it in, you know, the classroom. But when they get to be teenagers and they're open to the internet and social media and they're going places without their parents and unsupervised situations, they are receiving a lot more bullying than they would under some type of authority or supervision. And it's really driving our kids to some to the extent of suicide. Well, it is. And, you know, these issues, uh, children are at much greater risk of dying while texting and driving or drinking and driving Mm -hmm. or by suicide Mm -hmm. or by driving, period. Yes. And so we get on these gun violence issues, which, 
you know, the amount of children lost to gun violence is minuscule compared mm-hmm. to these other things that are killing all of our teenagers, mm-hmm. all of our young people. But they're. But and you don't hear much about that. Exactly. You don't hear much exactly. about that on the news. You hear what you hear is, you know, the gun, the shootings, yes. and those need to be those need to be on the news. But but they're blown out of proportion sometimes that it brings such fear into our because young people. Because people have a political agenda and they yes. want to accomplish some things, and it's costing our children their lives. Yes. And people and should need... get angry about that and make changes. Do some something that changes things. You know, we have educated people in our schools, mm-hmm. and they do what they're told. They're earning a paycheck, and they're directed how to conduct themselves at school as professionals. And if we said, look, we want to focus on bullying and uh, intimidation and making our children uh, emotionally strong rather than teaching to the test, they would do that. Mm-hmm. They would do that. They want to do that. Mm-hmm. And people sh- shouldn't attack the teachers or the staff or the uh, faculty at a school. They do what they have to do. Yeah. They do what they're told to do. And if we say, you know what, it's time we start making our children emotionally healthy. Mm-hmm. Because you look around the world, there's a few countries that have risen above the cesspool of barbarity we have in this world. Mm-hmm. Look at how people are treated in third world countries, second world countries, even first world countries. Slavery and, and abuse and lack of civil rights. I mean, mm-hmm. it's and so we have countries that have risen above that. But the human condition, the human being hasn't really changed. Mm-hmm. So we're battling that. Are we barbarians? Absolutely. And for people to think, well, we shouldn't have to put up with that in our country. Listen, if you want your children to be safe, you prepare them how to live in this jungle we call the world. There are mean people out there. There are people Mm -hmm. that will take advantage of them. There are people that are hurting, and hurting people hurt others. Mm -hmm. And we can't live in a bubble, although a lot of us want to. And a lot of people sell that, Mm -hmm. and they get elected to office, and they do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So I like people that do things. I like yes. people that make a difference. And so yeah. we as a society have an opportunity to make a difference, and I think we should. Yes. And uh, one thing uh, that we want to stress that, you know, as we were talking about certain things that are root issues, social issues that kids uh, deal with, that other things stem from. And depression is one thing that our our kids deal with. You know, we didn't used to have that as much in our kids. They went outside, they played, they lived pretty much a happy life, or you didn't hear much about it. And that's kind of a bad thing, too, because you do want to know what's going on with your child. But depression has become... Uh, a huge thing, depression and anxiety. And according to the National Institute of Mental Health, an estimated 3.2 million adolescents, 3.2 million adolescents in the United States had at least one major depressive episode in 2017. Now, that's a couple of years. Uh, But that means that 13% of our teenagers are experiencing depression before they reach adulthood. Now, to me, that's a big number. Well, and it's only getting worse. Yes. And it's being ignored. We have professionals out there that are screaming at the top of their lungs, we've got an issue here, mental health issue, a depression Mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. Listen, when you're dealing with depression, you have no hope. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the real definition of depression is just a lack of hope. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm in a quagmire and I can't get out of it. Nothing's going to change. There's no future. I mean, that's a downward spiral that winds up in very destructive ways. 
And once again, we have the educated people in place that can help our children. We won't release them to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and depression rates are growing among adolescents, especially in girls. Uh. Uh, And you look at what our girls have to deal with. They have to look a certain way. They have to act a certain way. They have to be a certain way, which there's nothing wrong with standards, and there's nothing wrong with living appropriately. But when we pick up a magazine or we look at the TV and we think that everybody's supposed to be a size 2 or, you know, that you're supposed to have this color hair or you're supposed to, you know, date this kind of boy, you know, it's it's really tough. It's tough on women in general, but it's really tough on our young girls that are growing up because there's so much around them that is bombarding them with this is what your identity should be, and they lose who they really are. And that is depressing in itself right there. You know they're depressed. Well, and their icons are people who are in uh, Hollywood or mm-hmm. making uh music and doing things like that. And so they do outrageous and outlandish things to get attention. Mm -hmm. But then our daughters and our sons think that's the way you should act Mm -hmm. and it's not real. Right. And so you're, we're fighting an uphill battle Mm -hmm. and we're being, um, we're not, we're not being helped by the people that could help us. So we're standing alone for our own children, trying to teach them what's right. And, of course, they look at you like, Mom, Dad, y'all are so uncool. Mm-hmm. You're so out of it. You don't get it. This is how it is today. Well, you know, if they survive to 30, 35 or so, they're like, oh, yeah, now I see mm-hmm. what you were talking about. But a lot of parents are not in tune with their kids. They have no idea what their kids are dealing with. Well, parents today are working themselves to death trying I agree. to provide for their children at the level that those children demand. And so we've got things upside down. I agree. Uh, Spending too much time on electronic devices is another reason why uh, research has proved that um, kids are in a depressive state. Instead of engaging in sports or peer activities, activities outside or just away from um, an electronic device, they're doing, you know, they're sitting in front of the computer on social media or they're visiting sites that are polluting their mind. Uh, you know, all of these different things that are going on that bring a depression over them. And so uh, instead of going out and engaging in sporting activities or activities outside of the home, they're they're really just sitting there. And that, they say, is causing a lot of the depression as well. So, uh, you know, depressive disorders are treatable and they do I need to seek professional help. If you see that your child is showing some signs and symptoms of depression, which could be their eating habits have changed, maybe they are uh, sleeping a lot, maybe they're not wanting to be interactive with the family, which this all goes along with teenage years. I'm not saying that if your child has these that they're depressed because teens have an, uh, a, a natural instinct to want to withdraw from the family. You know, they're trying to find themselves. But when it's to an extreme where they're wanting to withdraw and isolate and be secretive and not knowing because a lot of things that come out of depression are eating disorders and all kinds of things, especially with girls. Uh, they don't even realize why they're depressed, but then the next thing you know, there comes an eating disorder and there comes all these other things that are so destructive to our young kids. And so uh, we need to really just keep an open eye and watch what our teens are doing and what they're not doing. You know, if they're not getting out enough, if they're not socializing enough with the right people, if they're not interacting with the family, if they don't have joy, 
if, you know, they're going to have their bad moods. That's just part of their emotional, hormonal growing up. But there is a fine line between where they kind of drop off and it's not healthy. And parents need to watch for this because if that's the case, you need to have your child talk to somebody. It can be prevented, and it doesn't mean that they need to have a pill sometimes, but, but a lot of times therapy can help a lot of that, just talking out where that root issue is coming from. Why are they depressed? There's usually a reason why they're depressed, and when they can deal with that and get a little help dealing with that and have a better perspective about themselves, the depression will lift, but they need help. They're not capable and mature enough emotionally to do that on their own. Well, and they feel like they have nowhere to go and no one That's to listen true. to them. And you're so right, and I hope everybody heard what you said. Get that teenager, get that young person to talk. Mm-hmm. Get that person to share their feelings. And listen, learn how to be a good listener. Mm-hmm. Don't be that person that says, oh, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Or, well, I just don't understand why you think that. Let them share with you how they feel. Mm-hmm. Let them get it out, and it might be every day for two or three months that you've got to listen to them and be supportive, be Mm -hmm. encouraging. And when they say, you know, I just feel so ugly, well, but you're not ugly. Mm -hmm. I feel so stupid. Yes, but you're not stupid. I feel unloved. Well, but you are loved. Yes. And listen, people want a quick fix. People want to say, well, I sat down with them, and here's what you need to do, and so let's move on to the next thing. No, this uh, mental health, this mental depression this teenage years, mm-hmm. teenage years go on for six years. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. and, and it's different you don't, you don't just time. bust into 20 and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're all better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it helps a lot to get out of high school and get go forward, but still, you're dealing with the same issues. That's right. Well, you know, the second half, we're going to talk about a little bit more about the different issues that they have, and we're also going to give you some tips on how you connect with your teen, how you can connect better with your teen, so that you can help them with these issues. Because without connection and without relationship with your teen, you're not going to be able to help them through some of the things that they're dealing with. So, we got that for you coming up in the second half. Stay tuned. There's so much more to come right here on at home with. Hi, I'm Debbie Rule, and on behalf of the Haven Family Shelter and myself and Texas Performing Arts Academy, I would like to thank all the sponsors for helping make our second annual Shine Like a Star Performing Arts Camp a great success. We had an overwhelming amount of support. Thank you to the McCullough County Library for hosting our camp and Tracy Pitcox for the Heart of Texas Event Center. We also want to thank Chicken Express, Burger King, Sonic, and Pizza Hut, who provided lunches for the kids during the camp. Thank you to the Palace Theater, who provided a movie pass for each child. We are so blessed to live in a community that strives to help our children succeed in life. Thank you to all the parents and the kids who attended, for the parental support and community members who attended our grand finale talent show. Thank you to KNEO Radio for helping us make a difference in the lives of our young people.
Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight we are talking about social issues with teenagers and preteens, quite different from the social issues that we talked about last week with the younger kids, elementary age kids. Some of them are the same, but a lot of differences in um, some of the things that, that our older kids are dealing with. And we talked already about some depression, anxiety, different things that kids are dealing with, bullying, uh, cyberbullying. Of course, that's always been a big thing that we've been talking about social media and how kids are bullying through social media and uh, kids are going to an extreme and they're even, um, you know, committing suicide. And um, the Department of Health and Human Services shows that about 20% of teens in the U.S. experience bullying in the year 2017. And so we, we know that there is a, um, that's reported, you know, that there's kids out there that are being bullied that parents and educators never even know about. But 20% of teens that have actually expressed they're being bullied, uh, that's a pretty high percentage of kids that are experiencing some type of um, negative response from their peers. And uh, another thing that um, our kids are dealing with, and we don't like to deal, we don't really like to talk about this, as I said in opening comments, is sexual activity. We know that that kids are engaging in things that they shouldn't be engaging in. And in 2017, again, uh, a lot of my research has been back from 2017-2018, but Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance data said that 39.5% of high school students reported being sexually active. That's 40, let's just say 40% of our high school kids are reporting that they're sexually active. Now let's go ahead and say that there's probably another 10%, 10% at least out there that are sexually active that are not saying that they are. And so that's half of our teens or more that are sexually active. And I know that so many parents don't really want to deal with that issue. They just say, don't do it. Or if you're going to do it, don't, you know, don't, don't catch a disease or, you know, they're not telling them how to stop. They're not telling them why they shouldn't do it. They're just saying, don't do it. And they're turning their eye and ignoring the fact that there is a problem. And unfortunately the teen birth rate has, um, Actually, the teen birth rate has declined over the past de- decade, so that's a good thing. Uh, births to teens ages 15 to 19 uh, have gone down 5%, and so that's a good thing. But I don't think it's because kids are not engaging in sexual activity. I think it's because they're preventing pregnancy, which is a good thing because teenage pregnancy is... Um, not a good thing. If you're in that situation, it's okay. You can always work yourself out of it and you can always find positive in, in anything and, and make a good, you know, a bad situation good, but it's not always the best for the teen or for the child. So that is one positive that we can talk about tonight, that the decline in, the decline in teen pregnancy um, is is happening. Well, that's good. You know, back when... Uh... When I was in high school, the subject of sex education in school was a hot-button mm-hmm. issue. And uh, the response was, well, that should be taught at home. Mm-hmm. And the problem was it wasn't being taught at home. Yeah. And so uh, schools teach their version of what they think children need to know. At home, you need to talk to them about the realities. 
we live in a real world. We live in realities. We live where there's consequences mm -hmm. for the decisions you make. When my children were 13 and you were there, I sat down with them and said, I can't make you do anything. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what the consequences are of decisions you make. But this is your life. I mean, mm -hmm. I turn the tables on them. You mm -hmm. usually have a teenager come to a parent and say, it's my life. I'll do what I want to. Mm -hmm. Well, the fact is they will do what they want to. And if you let them know, you know that, and that, boy, there's some bad mm -hmm. choices out there and that they will suffer with the rest of their life, mm -hmm. that puts it on a whole different plane. Yeah. And you get their attention and you start talking to them about, you know what, I care about you and your future. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like the way we're living, if you don't like your life right now, how are you going to make it better? Mm -hmm. uh, 20 million new sexually transmitted diseases each year. Uh, more than half were among young people between the ages of 15 and 24. So uh, we have a problem with sexually transmitted diseases. It's it's one of these things where we want to talk with our kids about sex and we say, you know, don't do it. Or our faith says, you know, no sex before marriage or whatever it may be. But that's not a good enough answer. You can have those answers and you need to teach your children your values. But you also need to tell them why. There are other reasons why. And they need to understand this. If they understand that it could kill them, if they understand there are long-term consequences, uh, there are long-term consequences to sexually transmitted diseases, infertility. I mean, lots of things, uh, cancers, all kinds of things that can come that children don't realize that by engaging in this type of activity that they are opening themselves up to health Hazards. Well, a lifetime of health problems, a Absolutely. lifetime of responsibility, a lifetime of, boy, this didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to turn out. Yep. Uh, but, you know, when you're younger, it's like that popular song today, you can't tell me nothing. Yeah. You can't tell. I mean, I yeah. was that way. I'm still that way to a large extent. I mean, we just do not listen to good advice. Mm -hmm. Well, that's part of being a teenager. And, but it doesn't mean that parents... Uh, need to stop giving that good advice. Another issue that kids are dealing with in their teens is drug use. And I know these are a lot of things that parents are already aware of, but 2017, it said about 6% of 12th graders reported, this is 12th graders reported using marijuana daily, using marijuana daily. This is only 6% that have reported it. Uh, marijuana uses, um, and exceeds cigarette use in teens now. They're no longer smoking cigarettes. They're smoking marijuana. And um, many teens believe that marijuana is less harmful um, than in the years past. And so they are also being desensitized to the fact that illicit drugs are not harmful to them. And by the National Institute of Drug Abuse, teen use of illicit drugs in 2017 was the lowest since the study began in 1975. So that's good. The kids are coming away from that, but they're making what they do use uh, justifiable, even though it's not legal in some states, it's okay for you. And that, that is the marijuana usage. And so there's a lot of things that come along with that. Um, well, and we're, you know. some of our listeners are parents that have teenagers right now, and they're like, what can I do? Yeah. And you said it earlier, keep uh, speaking the truth, yes. keep speaking the message, mm -hmm. keep educating them, keep 
informing them, tell them you're on their side, mm -hmm. that you want the best for them. I mean, it's just constant mm -hmm. reinforcement, constant encouragement. Mm -hmm. The best thing a parent can do is tell their children, I love you and mm -hmm. I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll help you accomplish the things in your life you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be wise about these things. Take your kids out camping. Get them away from their electronics. Mm -hmm. um, take them to, uh, I mean, one <clears throat> parent wanted to dissuade his son from having a motorcycle, so he took him to the ward in the hospital where there were mm -hmm. traumatic brain injuries. And he said, you know, all the guys in here, had motorcycles. Mm -hmm. So maybe even letting your children know that, you know, having regular conversations about the dangers of drugs. And don't forget to mention the dangers of prescription drugs. There are kids out there that are abusing prescription drugs, theirs and their parents' drugs. Parents are giving drugs. You know, it's, it's, it's a situation that we need to all get on the same page and understand. And parents need to be educated as well as kids need to be educated. There's danger taking a friend's prescription, you know, just popping pills. And a lot of times, you know, bad things happen when kids take things. And so, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful that when I was younger, I had a fear in me. My parents put a fear in me. And I was always scared that if I tried drugs, that I would be addicted. I just had that fear. And so I, I was always told, you know, it only takes one time. It only takes one time. And that always stuck in my mind. It only takes one time. You know, keep telling your kids that. It may not stick. They may be fearless. And they may go ahead and try it. But it really only takes one time. You don't know if you're going to get addicted to it. That's the sad thing. That's for adults and kids. Well, and as a parent, you can only do your job. Yeah. If you can say, well, you know, I did my job. Yeah. Sincerely did your That's job. You Talk to do. your kids and watch with them. And also, where I was going with that visiting the hospital was mm -hmm. you can take children on tours of uh, the local jail. Yep. You can take them on tours of prisons. Yep. You can talk to them about this is what happens to people who are doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And people that have been through it that are now dealing with the naturally occurring consequences of the choices that they made and letting them know that, you know, hey, that wasn't probably too good of a choice to make. Um, alcohol use and being um, in teens has declined a little bit. So that's, that's a good thing. Uh, other things have increased, but alcohol use has declined. So uh, that's a good thing. But, you know, when you're talking with your kids, remember, telling them why they shouldn't drink and drive. Telling them why they shouldn't get, you know, drunk if you're a girl, are, are holding your, your drink and not letting someone else have access to it that could put something in your drink and drug you. You know, these things happen. We need to educate our daughters on that and even our boys, you know, on the fact that if you set something down, you're opening yourself up to anything could happen. And that gets back to what I said earlier. We want to think we're safe, but yeah. I'll tell you what a wise parent knows, that we are barbarians. Mm. And there are people out there that don't love your child and don't care if they hurt your child. They want what they want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to take this opportunity to mention this. I mentioned it last week, and you said it would be good for this week. There is a 30 for 30 from ESPN on a basketball player named Chris Heron. Yes. Who was the 32nd pick in the draft back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, he is now doing speaking, and it's called Unguarded. Mm -hmm. And he was a uh, national basketball 
player, a professional basketball player in the United States, and on his high school basketball team, 15 players, seven became heroin addicts, including him. Mm -hmm. He lost his career because of heroin, and when he, and they show clips of him talking to assemblies in high schools, and all of the kids are crying because he talks to them right where they are. Yep. He says, if uh, your counselor came in here and was going to talk to you about drugs, they would show you, this is what happens to people who take drugs, and they would show you the end. Yep. He said, what I want to talk to you about is the first day. Yeah. He said, the first day somebody becomes an addict, they look just like you look, just like the person that's sitting next to you. That's the first day. And he talked to them about their insecurity, how he was a high school stud, he was a Division I uh, pick, but he was so insecure, he couldn't go to a party with his friends that he had known all his life without getting high. Mm-hmm. That insecurity, mental health issues, again, we're talking about, yep. and depression. Yep. And it's just a wonderful watch, and parents watch it and get your kids to watch it. It's worth the time. Yes. And another issue that kids are dealing with are obesity. Uh, diet has a lot to do with that, but because there's a problem with obesity and um, gaining weight is that we then go on the other end of the spectrum is that if this happens, especially with girls, they become, uh, then they go to the other end of the spectrum and they, and they become um, subject to eating disorders. And so, you know, this is just a, a, something that we need to understand and we need to educate our kids on living healthy and eating healthy. And academic problems is another issue that some kids uh, deal with. You need to help your kids. Not every one of your kids are going to be straight-A students, but they can do the very best that they can. There is a 6% uh, high school dropout rate. And this um, troubled teens, it's no longer just troubled teens. It's just kids that are having struggling you know, with academics, and so they're no longer interested in school. And so they're dropping out, and they're thinking there's an alternative, and it is getting harder and harder and harder for those kids to get employed because more and more now they want not just a bachelor's degree, they want a master's degree, and they want, you know, and even to get into trade school. And we need trade. We need those to go and become plumbers and welders. And, you know, don't forget about that. Not everybody is going to get a college education, but we need you to be a successful citizen in society doing a job or service job or a job that you've gone to school to learn. So um, staying in school, helping our kids stay in school. Peer pressure is another thing that comes along, especially with the social media. We already talked about that, but there's a tremendous amount of peer pressure on kids and uh, a lot of on-screen violence. That's another thing that kids are seeing. Movies and different things, video games are filled with violence. This is desensitizing our kids and causing a lot of mental health issues, depression, and, you know, to sit and watch that is just depressing in itself. So um, trying to help your kids, you know, be selective of those things and putting more positive things into their life will help them. Some things that you can do as a parent to uh, connect with your kid is you need to try to require respect. I don't want to say try. You, you need to require respect. 
Some of you are in places where you are not respected at all by your teenager. It's not too late. You need to let them know that you are the authority. You don't have to be the authoritarian that's ruling everything and dominating everything, but you certainly do need to be authoritative. And you need to help your child understand that there are rules and there are things that you're going to live by and that you want to be their their friend and you want to help them through life, but you are going to be respected as a parent. So that's one of the first things that you can do to help connect with your kid. Also, invest in things that they enjoy. Uh, if they're out doing some things, why don't you take up some of those hobbies and enjoy them with them? Because then they're not off by themselves doing things. They might invite you to come out and play ball too if you kind of take up some of the things that they're interested in doing. And another thing is parents... Um, don't be afraid to step out of the ordinary and be spontaneous. You know, teenagers are always about the excitement. Oh, you know, and you, so maybe you could just throw something out there. You know, tonight we're going to go out and do this. And they're like, what? You know, you never are spontaneous like that. Plan a weekend getaway, a day, a staycation, something at home that they can think, oh, my goodness, you know, our parents have, what happened to our parents? I don't know who these people are. But be spontaneous. Get out of the ordinary put some excitement into your life at home where they're not seeking excitement outside of the home. They're still going to want to, but you can help with some of that by just providing an environment at home where they want to be there, where they're not wanting to leave. And one of the number one things that should have been number one that's just listed now, but it's don't overact. Uh, you know, overreacting is the quickest way to distance yourself from teenagers. They're going to act in a way, they're going to behave in a way that you don't appreciate, and they're going to do things that you can't believe they've done, but overacting is not going to help. Take a few minutes to calm down before addressing the issue. Maybe you need to go into a different room. Maybe you need to send them into their room. Maybe you need to talk together as a couple, or maybe if you're a single parent, you need to call someone else and get advice, but try not to overreact. Get your mind around what is going on and then decide how you're going to handle it because overreacting we get into anger we say things and do things that we shouldn't do and it just becomes a vicious cycle and you're also teaching them how to deal with conflict and uh, so if you don't want your kids to tell you something be an overreactor because they won't ever come tell you anything yeah one time and that's you've blown it that's right so, and, 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 you know, if you are a person that does this, it doesn't mean that you can't change that. You can, and it's okay to go that. to your child and say, you know what? I'm a safe place. You can yep. tell me anything because you want to know what they're into, what they're doing, what's dangerous in their life. Yep. So make your home a safety zone. Um, have the kids at your house, you know, be the place where kids can come and have snacks and movie night at your house. Be the place where kids can come and have enjoyment. And uh, don't say, you know, turn the TV down or turn it off. You know, let them have their space and let them have their time and let them have their friends. Teach them respect and teach them how to be respectful of your property and how to be um how to act appropriately, but give them some space and let them have some friends over and let them have enjoyment in your home. And you'll see how long they'll want to be there quite, quite a bit more than they will want to be somewhere else. One byproduct of that is their friends will say, Hey, your parents are really cool. Yeah. And your kids will go, what? My parents. So if their peers think you're all right, 
Mm-hmm. And don't <laughs> don't be a bad parent so they think you're all right. Be the good parent. Yeah. And what you said earlier about requiring respect. Mm-hmm. You're their mentor. People want to be friends, but you're their teacher. You're their mentor. You're mm-hmm. their guide through this time of their life. Yep. And take that responsibility just like you would if you were uh, in business yep. and you were guiding someone new to the company. You have a job to do, and you need to do it right. And finally, the last thing is go the extra mile. Show your team that you are present, that you are on their side, that you're in their corner. Convey love and support to them. You don't always have to agree with everything. You don't have to, um, you know, be condemnational to them. You can lay down the rules. You can give them grace when they fail. We all fail. But, you know, let them know that you're there for them. And just keep encouraging them. Keep empowering them with words. Keep letting them know that they can do anything they set their mind to. That there's nothing that we can't work through. There's nothing that I won't help you through. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I still love you. It doesn't matter if you, you know, have gone out and got drunk. It doesn't matter if you have a problem. It doesn't matter if you've had sex. You know, it doesn't matter if you've gotten pregnant. It doesn't matter about any of those things. What matters is the relationship. Issues are secondary to the relationship we've got to get that down and we've got to understand that the relationship is always more important than those issues and especially with our teens so go the extra mile and let them know that you are in their corner well you know what mr rule we have a 25 dollars walmart card that we want to give away and so we're going to open the phone lines to uh the let's say the third caller and that is uh, 325-597-2119. That's 325-597-2119. We want to give away a $25 gift card to help our parents uh, that are out school shopping. Or even if you're just listening tonight and you'd like a $25 Walmart card. If you're our third caller tonight, we're going to give that to you before we close the program out. So, uh, we in the phone lines are ringing, and Bridget is in there. Is she in there? She'll tell her caller number three. See, we'll take. Are we on there? Get. Um, we want to remind you that next week we'll be concluding with a little bit more of our back to school, and uh, we'll have some more things that we'll be giving away in September. All right, let's see who we've got here. Oops. I don't think they're there anymore. Let's see. Maybe they've you didn't called hit back. The right button, I don't think. Hello. Hello. Who do we have on the line with us? Uh, my name is Yvonne Valdez. Yvonne Valdez? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for listening tonight. We've got a $25 Walmart card. Do you have children? Uh, well, I have one son and a grandson. Do you? Yeah. Well, you know what? That $25 might not go too far, but it will help. Thank you so much for listening. You can come by the radio station anytime this week between 9 and 5 and pick up your Walmart card. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. We want to extend our uh, thanks to everyone that listens to our program. And uh, we try to um, help you with issues that are pertaining to you at home and we hope that some of the things that we talk about may not may not always be the easiest things to talk about but hopefully it helps you at home to be able to deal with some of the situations and we certainly do appreciate all of our loyal listeners out there as well we sure do thank you for listening and we appreciate your feedback
Yes. And so uh, tonight, just wrapping up, you know, with your teenagers, teens are tough. And if you think about your life when you were a teenager, like I said earlier, I wouldn't want to go back. Would you? Oh, my. <laughs> Especially in today's society, I don't think I would want to go back. We got about a minute or so before we close. And so I just found this really neat little um, research on um a survey that was taking about kids and their cell phones. And I found this interesting that um, what age are kids when parents first buy or give them their own cell phone? And it was uh, 3.1% were three to four years old. Uh, from five to six years old was five to 5.5% 5. 5. 5 of kids. 16 plus 6.6%. 15 to 16 was their first cell phone, was 7% of kids. 11% uh, of kids got it between the ages of 7 and 8. 19% of kids got it between the ages of 9 and 10. And 20% got it between the ages of 13 and 14. And 25% of kids got their first cell phone between the ages of 11 and 12. And it said that... Uh, Parents, uh, it was reported that parents are seeking steady contact with their kids, and that was the reason for giving the cell phone in the first place. So 83% of parents, uh, the cell phones were expected to be used for their children to stay in contact with them. Here's so. a scary thought. I'm just doing some mental math here real quick. Mm -hmm. Half of our marriage has included teenagers. Yeah. How did we survive? <laughs> We're still there. Good. Now, we had like 18 years straight mm. of a, at least one teenager. Did we ever have three at the same time? I think we did. No. No. Some two, may still act. <laughs> Forty percent oh, of kids are spending at man. least 30 hours a week on their cell phones. Nearly two days worth of cell phone tech time. That's 30 hours a week on their cell phones. So, parents, monitor that a little bit too. Get them off of that. Know who they're talking to. Check up on them. It's okay. You're the parent. Everything's private to a certain extent. You pay that bill, you're entitled to know who they're talking to and what's going on. It will make a difference in your kid's life. It might even save their life. All about Is that. Is that true? Yep. That's, that's right. true. That's true. Well, next week we've got another great topic coming up for you. We'll be concluding our back-to-school series because we know that school is going to be starting. September is going to be an awesome month. We've got a lot of great things that we're going to be doing during the month of September, things that we're going to be giving away. And we even have a special package for parents that have survived the summer. So you don't want to miss that. This is going to be a big package that we're going to be giving away here on At Home with Debbie Rules. So be listening. Stay tuned. Watch our Facebook page, At Home with Debbie Rule. Interact with us because you could be the winner of that pampering parent package we're going to be giving away in the next couple of weeks. So thank you so much for being with us tonight and inviting us into your home. We always love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you, sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule. I'm Rudy Rule. And we'll see you next week at 6 p.m. right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Have a blessed week. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on Caniel 95.3 FM and CanielRadio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, 
and relationships. Relationships.